0: this is Brennan davis and i'm here with adam balderstone and we're going to talk about the movie lady snowblood a 1973 japanese swordplay film uh directed by toshia fujita and starring Mako kaji uh adam why don't you um why don't you you begin with some of your thoughts on uh on the film
1: well it's a film i saw years ago that i have now just recently re-watched and i have to say Uh, one thing that struck me watching it a second time was that how little violence there actually is in it. You know, it's, uh, I, I, it's like in my memory, there was more action and more violence and it's, it's a very intense movie, but it's actually very subdued in the way it goes about it. I was kind of impressed with that.
0: Yeah. I think, I guess the violence in this, when it happens, it's very traumatic, (laughs) There's, there's a lot yeah. of bloodletting. There's a lot of, they don't, the, the camera does not get squeamish about showing you what just happened. And sometimes it gets pretty spectacular with, um, with the blood shooting out of people's bodies. But, uh, but it, there's a lot that happens in between that. That's really important that, that doesn't involve, uh, violence. And the fight scenes themselves it often boil down to one or two key strokes and that's, mm-hmm. you know, it's not, it's not like a crazy extended sequence of, of people being, you know, uh, you know, sort of hacking at each other for, for, for five minutes. Um, so it's, it's, it, it uh, yeah, I, I can sort of see how you would do that though, because the, the, the violence in this is so it's memorable. Yeah. It's so memorable <laughs> It's kind of the thing that sticks out in your mind. So I, 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 I would think that that's, um, uh, you know, that's probably what would happen over time.
1: Uh, yeah, and I think too, it's because a lot of the movie, there's the threat of violence kind of hanging over a lot of things throughout the movie. That you know, it's 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 kind of present without actually happening. But,
0: yeah, there is a lot of that. There's a scene, and so I guess we should say just to back up a little bit here. Uh, the whole basis of the movie is uh, the mm. main character is uh, she's a character named Yuki. And and uh, she's born in a women's prison and she was uh, conceived by the mother solely so that she could go on a revenge path against the four people or sorry, the three remaining people who had done something horrible to the mother and her husband and uh, and her son. And, and so it's basically a, it's a revenge movie um, and it's got it's got a really tight focus. But there's one scene when she's um, when she's taking out the guy named Bonzo. And she's just staring at him. I think at a uh, at a brothel or an inn, and and she almost looks like a specter in the background, just looking at him. And that whole and it and it, and it hangs for a long time. You're just sitting there drinking wine and talking, and uh and and you and, and it and, and it's kind of that. It's like what you're talking about. It's like that violence hanging yeah. in the air. And there's a great deal of that throughout the movie
1: no it's uh no i i i just love the direction in this movie too because it is something that script wise it could be a really simple fairly conventional revenge movie but it's just the acting and the direction in it are just really elevated i mean the uh there's so much so much depth to uh to yuki as far as what's going on in her head it's like you know she doesn't say much in this movie at all but you you feel like you always know what she's thinking and, uh, and that just makes it a fantastic
2: movie yeah
0: they do they, they, they she she really doesn't have that much dialogue um but it's like you say it's sort of like you, she's sort of uh, the sort of the expression in her face uh her reaction to things even though they're often very subtle reactions convey a lot um what was it in, uh what was it about the directing in particular that uh that that you that you thought elevated it?
1: Uh it's I mean a lot of it is this the visuals really worked for me. I uh man um it uh I mean, well, you know, like I said, you, well, I mean, one good example would too would be you, you, you were saying it gives things time to breathe. I mean, we do have the scene, you know, the gambling where she's just watching you. And I mean, that's, that's a great directing choice, just letting, letting us kind of see that unroll there as opposed to uh, just, you know, jumping through to the next actual action beat. And, uh,
0: also, that was an interesting scene because, um, that's like that's I think that's like her first real um, revenge kill, right? The when uh, when she when she, uh, when she gets Bonzo and he's the guy at the gambling hall. And when you, Yeah, when it you sort of him, is. He's kind of pathetic. He's not this like as a viewer, you almost don't want him to die because yeah. he doesn't he does not there's nothing particularly evil about him anymore. He's a father. He uh, he's, you know, he looks pretty he looks kind of like a mess when he gets to the gambling hall and and not somebody that that you feel needs to be taken out of the world um and so i don't know i find it interesting because you know the 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 one one of the sort of you know aspects of the movie is is how how this revenge path of hers is uh you know is is sort of a, a growing longer and 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 maybe taking more of a toll on her as uh as the time goes by um
1: yeah, there's a lot of ambiguity to the movie. It's uh, yeah, and like I said, that the Bonzo thing once again, it's not even it's not like she has some big action fight scene with him where you know she takes him out. He's just this, you know, kind of worn out, pathetic drunk, and
0: he doesn't even put up a fight. He begs. That's all he does. He do, but he doesn't even attempt to stop the blow really when she. No, you know, he just asks her not to kill him. Um, so you know, it's and it's and it's an interesting. The complexity of it is very interesting because they they introduce the his his, uh, his daughter um, uh-huh. and I don't know I I just it it, it was a, it, it sets up a lot of what comes down later in the movie uh, so it's a you know it's it's just a very uh, very interesting sort of moment in the film. Um, oh it's
1: it's it's interesting too because usually in a movie like that if you introduce a daughter it's like oh he's got a daughter that depends on him now they do the opposite where it's like the daughter is totally supporting him it's uh i thought that was an interesting choice too the you know she's the one out there making money and keeping him alive and and it's like he's basically a dependent
0: well and this movie does a good job of kind of getting you to wonder why things are happening. Cause she's making those bamboo wife baskets and she tells yes. them that she's going to go sell them. And then you see her throwing the bamboo wives into the, and it's a really spectacular scene. Uh, the something about the water in the background, just kind of me, you know, like moving around like that. And she's on this like solid stone precipice throwing off the, the wicker baskets. But you're wondering why she's doing that. It's like, well, you just spent five hours making those. What are you doing? And, and it becomes clear what's going on, but it, 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 it really does a good job of piquing your interest because you're like, well, that's unusual. Why would somebody do that? And there's a, yeah. there's a, there's a lot of little moments like that, I, I think, in this movie. But also, like you were saying, it do, him having a daughter, it doesn't, it doesn't deter her. It isn't like, a, oh, well, now he can't be killed. Um, she still kills him she is still very intent on her mission um but it just adds a layer of complexity to the uh to the situation um yeah and and also it's her, it, it, well uh, um i don't want to i don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves but uh but also like you were saying the visual i think the visuals in this movie are absolutely stunning at almost every turn um, yeah, that's how when
1: you ask me, I'm kind of at a loss just because the whole movie is just just really involving to watch. The color choices, the shots, the it's just it's just, just perfect direction.
0: Yeah, I think I think for I mean I guess it's all in what you want to focus on. Like I even found like I said the scene where she was throwing the wicker baskets into the ocean striking. Yeah. But the the one that really grabbed me is in the very beginning when she kills the guy and she she slices him with a sword and he he slumps against the wall. And it just sprays this like really bright red blood all over the uh, all uh, all over the surface. And something about the way that was done uh, yeah. was was quite striking. Also, the the prison scene when she's born is yes. is amazing. Um, it is. And and then the scene where her so there's this so the whole the whole thing is the mother the mother is, uh, is her husband is killed she's raped and then she ends up. In a woman's prison, because she kills one of the one of the men responsible, and and she decides that she's going to have a she can't get out and give have a revenge, so she has sex with all the prison guards until she gets pregnant, and 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 she puts on this baby the task of of getting vengeance because the child isn't going to be kept in the prison, and and she says that uh you know she says to the child that she's an asura that she's a uh you know she's like a a demonic force, uh, you know, that's just in this world for, for the purpose of revenge. And she says that her spirit is gonna leave her and fill the child uh, when she dies. And so after the mother dies from the childbirth, you see her sort of laid out and there's this this real weird, misty background. And it's I think it's meant to convey sort of the transference of her, you know, her vengeful spirit to the child. Um, it's not necessarily supernatural. It's kind of more metaphorical, I think, but it's a very stunning moment in the film, um, and also the scene uh, when when we first are introduced to the villains, the four villains. There's this great scene where they're all looking down at the camera. Yeah, um, you know, and it's very stylized
1: uh um, yeah it, it really it really it's it's a great shot because it just it just you know you get each face of each of the villains and it just imprints it in your brain so it's like okay these these are the targets these are the people that we're, that we're going to be going after for the rest of the movie
0: and i, I thought and the, the villains are really well drawn you get a real clear idea i mean one of them's already dead so it's not uh so you don't need to worry about him but the other three all feel so distinct and like you said you can remember them um mm-hmm. you know the uh what was the uh, so the uh, Okono is the woman who's just this insidious, wicked, cruel woman. Um, yeah. Kashiro is kind of the leader, and Bonzo is the is, is one of the one of the thugs who um who ends up having a child and kind of becoming like a regular guy. Um. But that, but yeah it's a uh, you know the, but the but the style of it it's it's almost got like a Clockwork Orange type vibe. It, it, in in the way that the, the the like the costuming and the um and just the the behavior of some of the characters um
1: yeah i can see
2: that
0: but uh but yeah so i don't know but um but yeah i would agree that it's uh it's a visually impressive movie and it's it's really is kind of it's it's hard to pick a scene because so much of the movie is 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 just done perfectly
1: yeah and uh as far as the uh, one thing, one thing I'm interested in that they don't explain, which I think I understand, but I just want to run it by you to see if you had the same impression. The, the guy she kills at the beginning of the movie, that it, I'm assuming that's entirely to, uh, you know, get in with the uh, with the beggar king that she needs the information from. Because so it seems like
0: I. think so i think that's genzo shibayama i think and he was the leader of the asakusa senryo gang
1: yeah that's right and And it's not part of her revenge but that but she does bring it up when she talks to this beggar king guy and uh that's uh you know so i figure it was kind of a way to ingratiate herself herself
0: i think it was but i also think that She had a line in there where the guy says, why are you doing this? And she says, it's for like all the people that you've been oppressing or something. And and I think that she's also kind of got an angle where she's part part of what drives her is a desire to uh, protect the downtrodden a little bit. Yeah, Um, it could just be
1: altruistic. I might be putting some you know, motivation there that isn't actually there. Maybe she just did it because he's a bad guy.
0: I think the motive is there too, but I think, um, I think they're both at play and that that was my reading of it only because she had that line. So she also had this additional, uh, this additional thought behind the action, I think. Um, but, but definitely that's what gets her, um, to, uh, you know, where she needs to be in the next step of her revenge path. Uh, and 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 so I think it was that sort of ingratiating maneuver. But, um, yeah, it's uh, and and I mean, and what was his name Mats was that his name? The the guy that she um, that she that she used that killing to sort of impress, and then uh, and then he helped her track down the rest of her victims.
1: That's right. Um, yeah,
0: he was an interesting guy. He was one of yeah. the most startling figures in the movie. I thought because he. He was so, the way he was acted, but also the face and the the you know he's I think he's missing a foot and he's on crutches and he's all <laughs> hulky. He he was one of my favorite characters in the movie. Um, oh, without a doubt, yeah. And, and I think it was because he makes you believe in this wider world of 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 of, uh, of figures. Uh, you just you get a sense that there are other people like him in this world, um, and yeah. so. Uh, so I, I really like that. Also, the fact that he's so—he's such an over-the-top badass. If he respects her, the viewer kind of has to respect her too. You know what I mean, There's that's
1: a- true. Yeah, it's a way it gives you it gives a way to have in dialogue where you're talking about how cool the main character is. Which, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, not that we haven't already seen her, you know, murder that you know boss and his his, his henchmen. But hey, you can never never have too much of that but uh yeah then there's there's uh, her training too it's interesting that she goes through as a child that's another element of it but you know she really is just brought up as this this agent of vengeance and nothing else
0: well and, and that's a like the um what was the priest name dokai i think the priest was called he's the um he's the yeah. guy that trains her And it's funny because there's that scene where like her first thing that they, they show her learning is he puts her in a barrel and he rolls the barrel down the hill and she flies out of the barrel when it hits a bump and like crashes into a, a, a mound and, and she's all wounded and hurt and she's just like kind of crawling. And one of the women from the prison, I, I think it was, um, uh, I think it was Otora was the, was the woman who who brought her out of the prison, um, and kind of raised her. She runs down the hill and is like, Yuki, oh, my God. And, and you're thinking, well, if this woman who's been in prison for this long thinks this is extreme. It must be a very extreme uh, <laughs> That's you know, true. training <laughs> regimen. And, uh, and then like, and, and, and then you have all these, these other things that he's doing. He's got her tied to it. Like he, he puts a rope uh, connecting, connecting them. Like uh, He ties a rope around his waist and around hers so she can't get away. And then they have to spar with the wooden swords. And uh, and so it's it's uh, so she's just basically, you know, from a very young age trained to kill and to think that she's an ass or a demon. Um, yeah. You know, he keeps reminding <laughs> her of that. Um, and so uh, which I can I can only imagine what kind of an impact that has on a person being told, you know, you are you are this uh, this force of vengeance that is not supposed to have emotions. Um, and uh, though the film does acknowledge that she still has human emotions that, you know, despite, you know, being told again and again, she's an Asura that there's this trace of humanity in her.
1: Uh, sure. Well, she looks out for the, uh, the daughter of a uh, Bonzo to to the extent that she can, but, uh,
0: and that was, so, yeah, I mean,
1: it's, uh, it, I mean, that, that's what it makes it
0: interesting. I actually wanted oh, to ask. Yeah. You I mean, they, 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 like I said, <laughs>
1: okay. Yeah. You. Oh, no, go ahead. More. Go ahead.
0: Say what you have to say first. Then I'll ask.
1: Okay, yeah, I was saying that it goes back to us talking about how much is in her face is that you always see the ambiguity. She does have these emotions, but she's kind of trying to be this impassive force. But uh but yeah, so what was the question?
0: Oh, so um so so the uh, uh Bonzo's daughter, uh she is and again, we're going to spoil some stuff here, uh but this is a very old movie, so I think people should um uh, mm. you know you know go see the movie if you don't want to, want it to be spoiled but um uh, but I, I think what was the daughter's name uh Kobue was that was that her name uh,
1: i'm not sure who, what the daughter's name but, was actually. but
0: bon, Bonzo's daughter Bonzo's daughter uh she eventually like at, like lady snowblood gets her revenge and she's been shot i think she's been shot and she staggers yeah. out of that out of the um uh what's it called the the the, the pleasure palace and yeah. um and, and Bonzo's daughter walks up to her and stabs her. And they both exchange a look. And something about Lady Snowblood's look just causes Bonzo's daughter to wither, I think. I don't know exactly what it is, but she just releases the knife and walks away. And I'm curious what you think was going on there. Because there was no dialogue exchange, but it obviously had this impact on her
1: i i i don't know i mean it's it's it, it there's so much going on in that look i mean i i mean part of me almost feels like like yuki is almost you know almost grateful to an extent that it's like okay this is over with it's done you know it's like because you know, it, it saves her the problem of being an agent of vengeance who's completed their vengeance. Yeah. And what, what, you know, I mean, what would she do after that point? But uh, well, I guess there is a sequel, so I guess she does do something. But I haven't yeah, and seen that. Yeah, the
0: sequel does occur after, I believe. So, <laughs> um, so I don't think she dies, and they kind of leave it ambiguous at the end. She's sort of crawling. It kind of goes back to the yeah. snowy type scene from the beginning, but she's crawling in the snow, and uh, and and the wounds are not it's, it's very ambiguous if those are fatal wounds or not. Cause they're stomach wounds and you know, yeah. uh, it de- definitely at least by movie standards, that's not what I would say is a definitive lethal blow, but she basically, I think she gets shot and she gets stabbed and, uh, and you know, in the final moments of the film, we do see her moving. So we do.
1: Yeah. If, if there was no sequel, I would probably assume she died though, but I, but there is. So we, we have to assume she does.
0: Yeah, but, but, uh, and I actually, and the um, so the version that I watch is the Criterion Collection, uh, Blu-ray, and they have a uh, an interview with the uh, with the screenwriter and the guy who who wrote the original manga, and the screenwriter right. was saying that if he had known that they were going to make a sequel, he would have written it so that it would have more smoothly transitioned <laughs> into it. So. So, yeah, yeah
1: so I, well, I, I like it the way it is because it means you can view the movie as a standalone movie and she dies or, you know, you can also adapt the sequel in. It just, uh, you know, you can create your own own version of events there.
0: Well, and the sequel, I, the sequel is good. It's 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 very different from this one, though, I think. I, I, I think they feel like two very different movies. Um
1: uh, yeah, I, I deliberately didn't watch the sequel before doing this because I thought, okay, well, you know, if we're ever going to talk about, this, I thought I want to talk about this movie by itself. Yeah. And I, not I think that's why.
0: I think that's why. Yeah. In fact, if if uh, you know, I'll hold off even talking about the sequel just so that we can, if we if we want to do that, we can. Um, oh,
1: you can, you can talk about it if you want. I, I didn't mean to cut that off. For, oh no, it no, it no but I think,
0: I think you're right. I think uh, I think it's better to to focus more on this movie on its own. Um, but yeah, so so the. Um, where were we before we uh? Oh, we, uh, uh, we were talking down.
1: about the death scene. Well, not the not the not death scene. Sorry, of her uh, in the in the snow. Oh yeah. So, but
0: it was about the ambiguity of that that gaze that she had, and it just, it just seemed to serve. I mean, most of the acting here is with her eyes. I feel. And, yeah. And yeah. Um. And again, I'm not. You know, you're more acquainted with acting than I am. Um. But uh. But so so I I found myself always trying to puzzle out what was going on uh whatever whatever she had one of these looks because they were all they were always significant you kind of you kind of know that you're supposed to be reading into them a little bit more uh especially because sometimes what the expression on the face is not um it's not in congress with what's going on around her necessarily so um. sure
1: and uh yeah the the uh But yeah, the final scene, if you do read it as her dying, like I said, basically what you said kind of implies the director thought she was dying, which adds an interesting thing of it, you know, the whole snow and the blood and everything going back to the scene where she's born, you know, which you were talking about, you get the symmetry there.
0: Well, and also yeah, because she kind of scream. It's like a cry. She she's like obviously almost like grieving or something at the end. It's I mean she's she could be screaming because she's been shot and stabbed, which you know. But but they've kind of established that she's a pretty stoic character. So I'm wondering yeah. what the source of the anguish is because I don't think it's the physical wound.
1: No, no, I I I don't either. I mean it's. That, that cry of anguish at the end
0: is it, uh <laughs> is it better she's got no more people to kill that it's done is that the
1: yeah i I don't know it's it's it is really <laughs> I mean yeah I like, it's 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 I mean it, it is just such a primal primal feeling of pain about the whole world almost
0: and and, and also it wasn't without cost I mean the 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 uh, bonzo's daughter stabbed her so maybe she was being affected by that experience and also she had to kill somebody who she was close to in order to kill gashiro and that's so, true um and so and, and he was her ally he was like you know he was somebody who was working with her so uh and 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 considerably more than an ally i would say um so yeah so there might have been that too but but i i'm i'm still leaning on I think the the cry of anguish is that there was no more people to kill. And that was her whole purpose in life um, was to to get revenge for her mother. Uh, Yeah.
1: Oh, I definitely think that's part of it. It's uh, yeah. I mean, but what else her her life is just devoid of meaning without that. And, uh, And it is interesting that, you know, the one, the one part where she kind of diverts from the purity of her path of vengeance and, uh, you know, and does the act of kindness for the daughter is the thing that gets her.
0: <laughs> that's true. No, that's why because that's why I find uh, Dokai so interesting because he's like this really harsh character, but I think the the purpose of that training was to protect her. Not you know. He, he, I, yeah. I, I think I think he's probably the mo- one of the most. Um, uh, even though you don't see it visibly, I think he has the most affection for her out of all the characters. Um, in fact, at one point we see him feeding, I think he's, he's making dinner for her. Um, when, uh, when they're talking about the newspaper guy, uh, Rio and, uh, uh, and he's, and he's cooking the fish on a, on the little fire. Um, I believe he was serving those to her. I don't think those were for himself. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so I saw, I saw the training as sort of, I guess you would call it like, like, like tough love. Um.
1: Yeah, yeah I mean, it's I mean it's the, the equivalent of kind of a boot camp thing. You're trying to get someone prepared for the the horrible things they're going to have to do.
2: Yeah,
0: okay. <laughs> and so I would say that the Asura thing was part of that too. Him trying to sort of strip her of emotion was because he knew that emotions would make her vulnerable. Um, yeah, like you said, I mean it. Play it pans out because the the the, the little vulnerability she showed to Bonzo's daughter uh, ended up, you know, resulting in her getting stabbed. So.
1: Um, yeah, i, mean, I grand, liked, She'd already been shot, but you
0: know. I also liked a lot of the symmetry, like like the uh, like like when when Bonzo's daughter and the newspaper guy, um, what's his name, Rio something, uh, yeah, I can't remember his full name, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Rio uh, Ashio, the the newspaper guy, and and she goes to him, and because he's written, and this is a really interesting part of the plot, like this newspaper guy has been. Starts writing Lady Snowblood's story because he he sort of you know he he gets a lead about her and he he, he and he and he turns it into like a, a I think like a novel or some kind of pure, uh, uh, maybe something that's appearing in newspapers periodically. I don't know exactly what the the medium is that it's being released, but it becomes this hit, and so people are reading about her, and and Bonzo's daughter reads it, and then she goes to the newspaper guy to ask him if it's true because it basically says that Lady Snowblood killed her father, and and uh, there's an interesting moment where she says, "You don't know how I feel," and he says, "Oh, oh, yes, I know how you feel," and <laughs> and it's just it's not, not, number one. It's interesting because there's like a certain symmetry between those two characters, but also the twist at the end. You know, it's a sort of a a hint about that. So
1: yes, um, yes, definitely, it is a good hint. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I mean that's it's 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 fun the way the movie plays with different mediums because i mean you know you get one flashback that's basically illustrated almost like a manga format where it's a flashback filling in background details you get another one where it's all black and white photos filling in events that happened in the past then you have a novel about the events being written within the movie and it's playing around a lot with those kinds of things as far as the directing goes I, i really enjoyed that about the movie
0: and those scenes were very well done. They were, um, there, there's one scene when, uh, when her mother... Uh, what's her mother's name? Soya? Or Sayo? Uh, she... um yeah. when, she, when she kills uh, the first guy, I think it was um, uh, uh, Shouke, uh she, she, she stabs him in the back, but it's done in... The, the first part of that scene is in manga form. And then it transitions into a live-action sequence. And the transition is really spectacular, it's, especially mm-hmm. for the time, I think, because um, it's very seamless. And it was so seamless that I remembered the whole thing being live action. And then when I went back and watched it again, it, it was like the first part of it is, is like a manga style uh, or like even like a newspaper style uh, shot. And then it transitions into a live action thing. Um, but also the thing where they're doing the historical background and they have the woman sort of announcing the draft ordinance. Yeah. Um, it's, it's really well done. Um, cause it, it, it just kind of pulls you back into the past and a, and a, and a, a, in a, I don't know. It's something about the way that the movie transitions from, from moment to moment, the way that it, it'll go into a flashback and then within the flashback, you might have a flashback and it's not confusing. Um,
1: no, that, there's no confusion about time at all during this movie. Yeah. It, it's it's perfect in executing that.
0: And I think that stuff would have been very easy to, to become confusing. Um, sure. I also like the way that they use silence in this movie. I noticed there were there were some scenes where the sound just cuts off, or you only hear one thing. Um, I thought that was really effective. In uh, you know, the, the just it it just did a lot for. Uh, uh, for the the emotional impact of the movie.
1: Um, yeah, I, I I didn't I didn't focus enough on the sound. I, I tend to focus more on sound the second time through, and uh, mm. I, I didn't uh, didn't really really pay as much attention. But that's that's another reason to watch it again. So well, I think
0: so. So for me, I'm one of these people that's kind of like a sucker for really good music in a movie. Like if there's a if there's yeah. like you know those Tarantino movies where there's like a section where there's the music is playing. That's kind sure. of tailor made for me. Um, I will, I will give a movie ten more points based on the music selection, and, <laughs> and and so the sound in this one I thought was great. the The opening theme song is, is yes is wonderful, yes. and 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 if if anybody's ever seen Kill Bill, they play it at the end of Kill Bill one. So it's a so I think people will be familiar with the song. But um but it's a it's a, it's a great song and, and, and the actress in the movie sings it and uh and and it's not the only great song. There are other there are other cool sort of like a lot of it's just sort of like strumming on a on like a stratocaster with a lot of reverb and and you know, like but 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 the chords that they're playing are just perfect and uh, uh I, I really loved the sound of the movie and I liked it to the extent that even when they choose not to use sound I thought it was it was it was noticeable, and maybe maybe I'm just more attuned to that with the movie because I, I to me sound is very important. Um,
1: it, it it is to me, which is which is why I'm kind of surprised I didn't notice it. But that's not really an insult at all because a lot of times when sound is working really well, it just works on almost a subconscious mm-hmm. level to an extent. I find well, so.
0: And there's a scene that I'm thinking of when they when um when the mother is going through her harrowing ordeal with the. Uh, with the bad guys there's the they cut out all the sound and all you can hear is the thump of this uh there's like a water mill or something i don't know what it was but I think they're yeah like nice and yeah and it's making that thump noise and that's all you can hear um and and i thought that that really worked um but yeah but i don't know i, I also think uh one of the things i liked about this movie i really liked the uh uh, what was her name? Uh, Okono, the, uh, the 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 evil woman in the movie. The, yeah, Okono is great. She was, she she was just so filled with rage, but <laughs> it was I don't know. There's something about that character. Um, it's so menacing. Uh, yeah,
1: the performance, you know, like you said that 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 shot where you see them all looking down, you know, and she just sticks her head into that shot. It's just like, whoa, <laughs> here's no, no, she's going to be interesting.
0: Well, and there's also a scene where um, they they have Ryu in the uh, they, they they she she's got guys that I don't know if they're real policemen. I think they're just dressed as policemen, and they they arrest Ryu and bring him to her restaurant. And yeah. And they're, and they're interrogating him and she t- takes like a, st- a bamboo stick or something and just starts whacking the crap out of him uh, with, with tremendous fury with just like, you know, there's bottled up rage in there from something that's, you know, yeah. she's just, 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 just not a stable person. Um and our hedgehogs to
1: go like whoa whoa lay off him come on. <laughs>
0: but then the other the other bad guy the lead bad guy is so suave and calm all the time you know it's, there, there's yeah. such a this difference between them. So I like I liked how the bad guys were all so different from each other that you could really remember them individually. Um, yeah, it's uh,
1: Bonzo's almost the guy who just kind of got swept up in it, and once the plot was over, he uh, didn't didn't have any particular villainous plots left in him. He Just kind of and, went off on his he, own,
0: and he becomes an alcoholic, which I guess is supposed to signal some kind of remorse or something. But, but yeah, though yeah. I think he was the first one to stab the father. I'm pretty sure he was the guy who, oh, like, I know there's a shot of him, and he does not, you know, he doesn't look all that torn about torn. what he's doing so.
1: <laughs> yeah so i might be might be being too generous to the guy here but uh yeah i mean you know and, and, you know we're, we're, once again maybe he didn't become an alcoholic because he was remorseful maybe he just became an alcoholic because he liked to drink so but who knows <laughs> it,
0: but it also people can change like maybe having his daughter kind of uh, yeah give him an attitude adjustment um but uh, yeah but yeah but 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 there just are like all of the characters really pop in this like everybody kind of stands out in their own way even sometimes the minor characters um you know like even like the two guys that come to bonzo and uh i think he owes them money or something and they they tell him what his daughter's really doing uh because she's not making money with the the bamboo baskets and uh you know even characters that minor kind of stand out in an, in Mm -hmm. an interesting way um but, uh, yeah.
2: yeah,
1: the guy running the the gambling place too. When they're beating up Bonzo, and you know he, he's he's you know his conversation with Yuki, where Yuki begs for his life, you know, basically so she can kill him. But uh, yeah, I mean he's just he's just intriguing. You feel like, yeah, like I said this guy guy he's he's not important to the plot overall. You know, but he he does seem to have this life. You, you believe he's going to go do something else once he walks out of the frame.
0: Yeah, no, I I would agree with that, and um, uh, and I guess you know you had mentioned violence earlier in the uh, in the discussion, and I think that's worth getting back to because the uh, the violence in this, I mean, even though it's not it's it like you said, it's not as much as you might remember it. Um, there's a lot more going on in the movie than just people getting killed but when violence happens in this, it's really graphic and really Mm -hmm. gruesome. Um, So like when the father is killed, he's stabbed and it's, it's like a waterfall of blood. It's, um, it's just, you can, you know, it sounds like somebody dropped a bottle of soda and it's spilling onto the floor. Um, (laughs) You know, this, yeah, and, and again, a lot of it is aided by the sound, but like what's I was, I was about
1: to say, you, you, I, I said I, I didn't concentrate on the sound, but actually, I did because, yeah, all those blood sprays were very, very noisy blood sprays in this movie. Well,
0: and, <laughs> and they all seem to be like there's a release, I think, I think they were trying yeah. to convey like a release with the, uh, the, you know, there's, there's a, um, you know, like when when she, when she kills, um, when she kills Okono, um, uh you know she cuts her in half uh after well yes. she's already c- killed su- uh committed suicide i think by that point but she cuts her body in half and uh and you just hear the you just hear it dripping on the ground um and then that like oh, did- banner falls down um but it's a very it's a very odd sort of mood in the room after she kills him um and, and uh but but, but yeah the, vi- the violence in this is i don't know it's a it's 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 sort of like that painting with blood type of violence that uh i don't know I, th- I think on a visual medium like this it's i like it when they make the best use out of that as possible and, yeah
1: well the uh when the when the uh father gets killed early on there's just the uh the blood just pours out across the green grass that's a a really nice artistic gory shot there
0: and um and, and like you said, when the people get, you know, like every time somebody gets stabbed, it's like they hit an artery and it's just, uh, it just sprays. Yes. But one of the uses they get out of it, they don't just get sort of the, the spectacular gush of blood. They get, um, so at one point she stabs somebody and I mean, and this is kind of like a common, common trope. And I, I've seen it in movies before this as well, but I think the way they did it here was very effective where she's sprayed with like the, like there's a misting of blood that sprays her in the face and it kind of it, it it kind of illuminates her face in the next scene when she's trying to hunt down Okono. and you just get this shot of her with like the blood splatter on the face is perfect, mm-hmm. um, and uh, you know stuff like that. I I, I don't know. I just uh, I, again maybe I'm just a sucker for that kind of thing, but I think it's uh, uh, uh you know it adds a lot to these kind of movies. Uh,
1: no, it does. It does. I mean the. Uh... The, the blood effects are all very intentional in this it's not a, not just a case of some makeup person randomly dabbing blood on people or anything
0: yeah that, that's what I was trying to say it's like it's it's like there's there's blood spray but it's like they it, it's done very deliberately so that they get the result they want it's not yeah. it's not like a random splattering of blood
1: they're, um, they're worried about the pattern it's gonna make when it hits the wall yeah, yeah that,
0: <laughs> that's what I'm trying to get at um, and I think that takes skill. To, to pull, I would imagine it takes skill. I don't know, but yeah, it seems like yeah. it takes an awful lot of forethought to get that right. Uh, <laughs> and uh, you know, and there's also there's people getting their arms cut off. There's all kinds of you know, there's impalings. Of the you know the final the final death scene is is uh, uh, pretty gruesome. And there's yeah. even a there's even a false final death scene where uh, uh, we think she's killed the bad guy. She's oh, really got yes. a latex mask on. And uh, she cuts his hands off and his hand, I think he has a gun or a sword in his hands and it goes flying. Um.
1: Yeah, well it's, it's interesting because the, the violence in this movie is not realistic at all, but it's, 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 it's as impactful as if it were realistic. It's like on an emotional level, it's realistic and that, you know, you know and so it's like the, the kind of artificial nature of some of the over the top violence actually enhances it to an extent. Yeah, Alex. no,
0: I agree. It's it's it's. I call. I, I think it's like a heightened reality type film where mm-hmm. the it's it's playing to the things that your senses might pick up on if you were really experiencing something and you were remembering them in hindsight. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, it's, it's things that <laughs> they, it feels real even though you know it's not realistic. You know, it's it's a. You know, you, know you, 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 you suspect that if somebody got stabbed in the chest like that, it's not going to be this 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 water hose of blood spraying. Um But but it still works because it it feels like a real death. And so, yeah,
1: yeah, I, I like I said, I, I'm not that wasn't a criticism at all. I think it's a good choice. And I mean, you know, I, I think I think the movie would be less impactful if it went with completely realistic, you know. Italian zombie hard movie type gore or something because it's like then you'd be thinking about the gore. Whereas this this the violence is really impressive, but it's still your attention is very focused on the emotions of, you know, Yuki and and whoever she's dealing with a lot of the time too.
0: Yeah, and I and I guess when I say gruesome that probably is a little misleading because it's not like you said, it's not like they're like showing people cut into the flesh and you're not seeing the innards of people when they get cut. You're, you're imagining, you're imagining what's happening on the inside to somebody because there's sound mm-hmm. effects, there's blood shooting out, and there's pain on the person's face, but, and that's almost more impactful. Um, but they're not, they're not sort of zooming in the lens on, uh, <laughs> on the, on the open wound kind of a thing. Uh, um, no. and so, so yeah, so, so I think, I think what it conveys is it conveys the drama and the pain of the, uh, of the violence, um, yes. And so, and sort of the emotional catharsis that the, I think the, the main character is supposed to be experiencing, because um, I, I mean, to me, that's sort of what I think the point of the blood spray is. I think it's a cathartic violence. Um,
1: yeah, I like that. I like that because, like you say, the noise too is a very release kind of noise. There, it's yeah. Uh, it's yeah, because it it is, it is, it is always. Like I said, even. You know, Yuki at the end, there's it's that, you know, her getting shot and then stabbed is cathartic in its own way, too. It's, yeah. uh, it's, it's a release, it's, it's the release from her duty when she, uh, when she, you know, she, you know is, is dead or not dead at the end.
0: Yeah. And I guess, I guess that's, uh, it is an interesting point because if you just watch this film alone, it really is debatable what happens to her at the end. It's a, it's a very ambiguous. You know, she's sort of she's sort of like, uh, you know, in the snow, bleeding, mm-hmm. moving a little bit as the sun rises. So you're kind of left to assume maybe she died, or I don't know. I guess it's possible she survives, but um, uh, again, you know, ambiguous belly wound. So uh, you know, it's not not like a you know not like her head is chopped off or anything definitive no
1: she Um, it is plausible for her to survive that's for sure like i said i just i just i just wouldn't have read it that way what do you think is is a better
0: ending her dying or her living
1: Who? um if there's no sequel i think it's probably just better for her to die just because you know i mean it gives the story closure if you're if you're not going if you're not going to investigate what how she deals with you know, at after the situation, there isn't a lot of point in having her stay alive. I think it is better for her just to die. But, well, uh,
0: I, and I know I said I wasn't going to talk about the sequel, but I think there is a point <laughs> worth raising here. Because sure. one of the interesting things, this movie has an incredible amount of focus. Like, it, it sounds corny when you talk about it, because it's like just like a revenge movie. But, yeah. But it really is is it, the intensity of that revenge focus of this film really keeps you rooted in and in, in engaged and uh and it gives her a very clear sense of direction uh and in the sequel obviously there's no real you know there's no i mean unless like they say ah but there was another guy who was really behind you know there there's 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 nowhere else to go from there in a way um yeah and, and and i i mean i think i like the sequel i think it's a good movie but i think one of the challenges in the sequel is that you have this character who her whole purpose in the first movie is is over so now she needs a new purpose and uh and, and there are themes that they're able to pick up on in the uh that they're established in the first movie that play into the second movie the whole thing with um sort of you know she, she's kind she's kind of like a in a way she's kind of a, a a resisting uh figure against i don't know what you would call it like modernity or the, yes you know what i mean oh
1: that, that's a theme in the movie yeah. definitely
0: to get into
1: yeah. I yeah mean, I, I don't know how we've we've gone so long without mentioning that but yeah it's i mean it is a theme i mean because you know the whole situation in the movie going back start you know the with the uprising that leads to you know her mother's rape and her well not her father but her mother's husband Getting killed—it's like that all happens because of the draft riots and the draft riots are part of trying to modernize the army, and so it is about the upheaval It ultimately goes back to the upheaval it created amongst people when they decided to reorder society and modernize it.
0: No, that's interesting. No, actually, I, I, you, it's, it's good that you pointed that out because I think I called her—I I called him her father—and she re- he really isn't her father. Her yeah, father, they easy. don't, you we don't know who her that. real father is um, because she, you know, is the the prison guards um but i i seem to recall did the mother refer to him as her father at one point did she tell him that that was her father in the uh in the prison scene or am i just remembering incorrectly
1: i can't recall either way on that specifically like like
0: obviously she wasn't saying that he was her real father but for some reason i had this memory of her believe like basically just treating him as her father um yeah i I could be wrong Um, yeah
1: it's it's an easy, easy thing to think because, yeah, it's just it's like, well, what is he? But but yeah, but on the other hand, it's interesting because he is, you know, when they show up, the the not father is dressed in a very modern style. He's you know that he, he and his wife are are people that are part of the modernization movement. So there's there. It's not like the movie is just railing against modernization, but it's. It's it's kind of it's kind of got a foot on both sides of the fence there to an extent.
0: No, that's true, and I mean he was a school teacher, right? That was his um...
1: He's a school teacher wearing Western clothes, and you know it's like he kind of is the force of modernity there. So it's it, it, it's complicated. It's it's one of those things where it makes you think about it, but it doesn't it doesn't give you an answer. It doesn't say yeah we're on this side.
0: Well I see her more as like a force for the people that are left behind by it. I think that was sort of more yeah. her, um and it definitely seems to be the angle that they pick up on in the in the sequel. Um the the enemies are, are sort of people that are maybe capitalizing on uh, on on this transition. Just as in the I mean in this one, you know, the Gashiro is, mm-hmm. is capitalizing on uh Yes. You know, he goes from being like a thug to, you know, an arms dealer. So um but uh so, you know, it's definitely, it's definitely, there's definitely, you know, that at work in the background. Um, but, but I guess what I was just trying to say was that, uh, I, you know, I, the, the, the revenge focus is, is really so tightly wrapped in this that um, I think your argument that it gives the movie closure if she dies at the end rather than survives actually, you know, kind of works. Um, I think that's a, uh, because there, there is, there is sort of the dilemma in the second one of what now um yeah uh, you know so yeah
1: but the and the you know but the the orange dealer thing to bring that up too i mean that's 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 kind of a a loaded thing too because that's you know hinting at the fact that you know japan is ultimately down the road moving towards you know world war ii at some point which you know I, I, you know, lived in Japan, and, and some older people actually talked to me about what it was like living in Japan during World War Two. And I mean, that was such, you know, a devastating time to live in Japan, you know, people didn't have food, it was horrible. I mean, it's just this, it's this kind of national tragedy, you know, that they, they kind of were leading towards with that whole movement. So I, th- I think there's kind of almost foreshadowing with that.
0: Yeah, no, and 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 I guess we should mention. Well, this movie is set what in like the eighteen nineties, I think. Is
1: yeah, it's a long time before, but I'm just saying it's kind of it's kind of the first step down that road, you know, kind of building this army, you know, the arms dealing, all of that. That's that's where it's headed. It's headed towards, you know, Japan overreaching there and uh and and just getting flattened.
0: And and actually in the um. Eh, in the the commentary tracks on the Criterion collection, the 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 screenwriter gets into that stuff. Um, so oh he, really? Yeah, he does. He does talk a, a, quite a bit about uh, the history, the historical aspects of the movie, and some of his ideas there, um, and uh, and sort of you know that is sort of like a, one of the central themes of the movie. Um, but uh, but I guess also we should say like if, if people haven't seen this movie, uh, it's it's worth seeing just because you know. It, you know, it's, it's influence in, in Mm -hmm. films like Kill Bill, like, you know, and I'm sure most people probably already know this, but this was a very influential film on that movie. Um, And, uh, and so if, you know, one of the, one of the cool things about watching a film like this is, you know, you'll be able to see some of the connecting points, uh, with other movies. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so I don't know, um, we've, we've been going on for almost an hour now. So, uh, um, did you have any additional thoughts on the film?
1: Uh, I think I hit all my major points here. I, uh, and I, I strongly recommend it to people. Like you say, it's, it's a good movie in its own right, but it's, it, it is interesting to see its influence. And, you know, and while there are points that parallel with Kill Bill, it's its own movie. It's not like Kill Bill is a remake of it or anything. You, you know, where The points where it does kind of connect are kind of their own thing.
0: Oh yeah, so, no, absolutely, absolutely. I think I think um, I I didn't want to overstate that by any stretch. Um, it's, no, I've been kind of
1: holding back. I'm like, well, should I should I bring it up or not? But, well, I think, uh, I, think, but, I, think uh, I think
0: it's worth bringing up because I think uh, you know I think a lot of people have seen Kill Bill, and, yeah. and and I think that a lot of people have heard of this movie because of Kill Bill. Um, yeah, that's and, why
1: I saw it originally. Yeah, it was back so, when Kill Bill came out.
0: So I mean, you know, it's so I think I think I think that uh, I I think there's an argument to be made that the Criterion Collection. Uh, Blu-ray that I have wouldn't have been made if uh, if Kill Bill, hadn't, true. you know what I mean. So, uh, so and, and I think I think that does a really good job of taking. I mean, it takes a lot of different movies. There's all kinds of films. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna I'm I'm probably actually gonna be doing some stuff on uh, on films like Clan and The White Lotus and some of the other movies that it uh, it drew on. But um, uh, but it handles them. It, 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 I don't know what the word is. It synthesizes all of that material in a very yeah. in its own way. Um, it does but but if you've seen kill bill there's a lot of stuff to chew on in this movie in particular i think um and i I, I, and i know i've seen interviews where he talks about how much he likes this movie so i think it's a um i think it's not just an influence it's one of the you know one of the ones that had a big impact on him as a viewer yeah Well,
2: Uh, well
1: kill bill has the scene where you know she uh she meets the daughter of someone that she gets vengeance on, and I mean, it's it's a different situation than the one in in Lady Snowblood. It happens every everything kind of happens differently, but you can see the parallels. It's kind of a a different version of the same kind of uh, situation.
0: Yeah, no, and that's that's what I think is so good about it. It's not just copy and paste. It's, no, uh, it's well, he's referring back to it so that if you've seen the movie, you'll get the reference um but it's but but it's its own thing um but yeah so so uh i i would agree i think think it's totally worth seeing i think i think people will be surprised at the quality of the movie too i I think um uh, yeah i think it's 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 a stunning movie the first time you see it and uh it's it's a it's i would say it's an exceptional an exceptional film whether you're a fan of this kind of film or not um and and like I said, I, I, I have I have the uh, a, a, a Criterion version, which I highly recommend um, on Blu-ray. But uh, but you can also uh, where did you 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 had some kind of online service where you're able to, to watch? Yeah,
1: it. I saw it on a uh, FilmStruck was the uh, service. It's uh it's it's got the Turner movies, well, some Turner movies, and it's got the uh, Criterion collection on okay. it. Okay,
0: so it's likely the same version then I'm assuming. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, and also on uh, I noticed on Amazon Prime they have it for sale and for rent streaming, um, so I rented it just to see what it looked like so I could let people know, and it looked good to me. It looked like it looked pretty much exactly like my my Criterion Blu-ray. Um, I did notice on one of my devices it didn't translate as well, um, so you do want to make sure your device can handle the HD. I think, um, mm-hmm. but uh, but but yeah, and it was I think it was like four bucks to rent it. And this is a case where I would say it's totally worth the four dollars. I know, I know people don't rent movies anymore that much, but uh, but uh, but I grew up renting movies, and this would be this is totally worth the four bucks um, easily. You know. Yes. Uh, so so all right, so I guess we'll uh, we'll we'll let people go, and we'll uh, we'll we'll be back on. Um, I guess our next our next podcast will be for Doctor Who, um, mm-hmm. and uh, I know I have something. Long. I think this Friday I'm going to be doing. Uh, Hopkido uh, uh, with uh, Lady Chow Fung We're gonna, It's a uh, an Angela Mao movie, and I, I just did another Angela Mao movie the other day, um, uh, S- the Swift Shaolin boxer with Kenny. So, uh, so you know we'll be putting more of these up, and I'm going to try to get some more reviews up. I did, like I said, I want. I think I want to do a review of uh, Clan of the White Lotus, and maybe, me. May- I'm either going to do a dual review of that with Executioners from Shaolin, or do them separately. I haven't really decided, but I'd like to. Those are movies I'd like to talk about. And so, uh, you know, we'll uh, we'll I guess we'll talk to you later, and uh, I'll be on again with some updates about Medron.